0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weissel, and joining me, as always, Garrett Zatlin. How's it going, man?
1: Ben, uh, I just want to thank you, because every time I say, let's do this time, Ben's like, sounds good. And then I know in the back of his mind, he's like, okay, so that means 45 minutes <laughs> to an hour later, just because I never know my own schedule. I always have to reset my laptop because my laptop likes to freak out on me. So I just want to say, I give a, a monologue shout out to you, Ben, because of your patience and because of your wife's patience for uh, you know letting you do this with me while I basically delay your entire life. So thank you.
0: Yes, I I am more than happy to do it. And I appreciate my wife allowing me to do it. Um, So, yeah, yeah,
1: I appreciate her, too. So,
0: yes, I I, I, thank you for saying that. I I will pass along the message uh, (laughs) because I don't think she's going to listen to this after having to deal with me all day. Uh, But you never know. so we had a big weekend of action, especially on the women's side. We were talking about this mm-hmm. before we started. The, the women just showed out uh, this week. A lot of really fast times. Not quite as crazy as last weekend, but still a very good weekend. So what we're going to try to do is uh, try to knock out all these. And then we might get to some guess the qualifying line predictions as well um, later on. But first... We got one new rating on Spotify, bringing us up to 89. I'm still holding out hope that we get to 100 by NCAAs, looking unlikely at this point. But I, I have faith in you guys. We had zero on Apple. Don't really know what's going on there. But I, I, I feel good about Spotify. We can get there.
1: Gonna let you handle that one. Not sure if I totally agree with that sentiment. But <laughs> um yeah. Ratings, reviews, also on YouTube now. Shout out, by the way, to the people um, on YouTube and the people who have been listening there and subscribers. Just go check it out. Um, Before we begin, Ben, I don't know if you know this. uh, So we got a comment on our YouTube channel. and I got an email earlier this week. Apparently people who are now just new to the podcast are realizing that we can't pronounce names right at all oh
0: no um no, so
1: no. yeah so for instance rosine uh willis uh, is actually rose uh Rosine rochine rochine
0: willis Ro-Sheen.
1: Ro-Sheen we should, and-
0: should know we should know that come on like the irish pronunciation and like
1: i i don't know dude i butcher every other name I, like like i, I but, butcher yeah. that i butcher moo or mo and this a thing mo and then you know you butcher shoppy you say Shope or whatever yeah right? I so know. There's that. And then there's the other one who uh, we got a, a nice little comment there saying it's uh, Tanisma. Uh, oh, gosh. I forget what it's. It's Is it It's something about a tenis- No, it's Tanisma. It's like Tanisma. Okay. Tanisma. Something like that, right? Uh. I, I didn't. I had to go back and take a look at the comment. So for anyone who's new to the podcast, yeah, that's the running joke. We can't say names. We, we can't say names, period. We're the worst at it. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Yeah.
0: Well, um, hey, we, I, I like to think that we, we take feedback decently well. There's still the occasional one where I will just mess up all the time. But moving forward, we will try to get those ones correct. Now we will try. Try is a good word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So where do we want to start this week with the results? We, we, we had a lot of good runs in the 800, and the mile, in the 3K. Where do you want to go?
1: Well, let's start 800 and go up.
0: All right, so on the men's side, we saw Yusuf Bizimana run NCAA number one, running 146.03, converted. Uh, in the same race, we saw Iman Zahafi run a 146.8, uh, converted as well. Jonathan Jones, who was in the race, uh, I was watching the video earlier, he was there at the bell lap, but then didn't show up in the next shot like 50 meters later, so not really sure what happened there. Um, but he, he, he did start at the very least. Um, still the talk of the weekend, one of the big storylines of the weekend, it was busy mana finally running that 800 and looking great. He was dominant against a very good field, took the lead, never looked back, uh, very pretty early. I, I don't know if there's a whole lot to say. We We knew that he had the tactics to be a contender and now he looks like he has the pure raw fitness as well
1: well for for me what I realized this is that I thought oh wait remember when we said last week that Texas might have trouble getting a DMR <laughs> No I lied they might still actually have one of the best DMR lineups because I I kind of forget since B- busy Mata and Jones had not yet run an 800 yet that they're really good at like the 800 and in the, the 400 as well of course mm-hmm. and so, it's like I still think that the opportunity is there for them to go after, you know, a really like scary good DMR, um, especially if Busy Mana and Creighton Carosa are running as well as they are going to continue. Um, so, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if it really changes anything, um, but also we have not yet seen Navasky anderson or if we have, like he hasn't posted some crazy fast time yet. Uh, Jones, as you just mentioned, we have no idea what happened there, but he has not yet completed an 800-meter race. The two title contenders who we had here are have are still absent with three weeks to go, basically in the season, and that's con- concerning. But also, like, what does that mean for Busy Mana and Carosa, and how does that work alongside the DMR? And like, what would you like rather gauge? And it's an impossible task, and uh, I think it just complicates things more.
0: I think this weekend prove that Texas should be able to qualify in the DMR. I don't think anything we we saw anything that would make us think they're going to be necessarily contenders in the dmr just because i don't think well, they're going to run a lot of these guys like i i well, yeah. i would i, I don't think Coroza and busy Mana are going to end up being in the dmr maybe maybe they will but i i they need i think they'll need both of them at this point to be able to be contenders in the dmr
1: but but to clarify you think that if they were in a DMR that had some combination of Jones, um, Busy Mana, and Coroza, that they could win a national title?
0: Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it's just more of like, I don't, I, I would be surprised if we even saw two out of those three in the, in the DMR at Nationals. I don't,
1: I don't know. I don't, I just don't think we know the answer to that yet. Yeah. I think it depends on what Carroza and Busy want to do in the mile. Like, we forget Busy was an All American miler. Like that's a thing. Um granted he's never point, run as fast as he has,
0: but yeah, they're both they they're two of the top, what, four or five favorites in the eight hundred right now? I yeah, I guess. And like kind of by default, but also yeah. like
1: yeah, because they've earned it.
0: Like yeah. so I that, I think that's why they'll end up running the eight hundred. I mean, Jonathan Jones very well could run the four hundred and run the four hundred in the DMR. Um and or maybe runs the 800 in the DMR after running the 400 prelims. That's a little bit more open for him um than doing the 800 DMR double. But um yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I think that Busy Mana is, certainly has to be considered one of the favorites at this point after this result. Uh Elsewhere, like in the same race, we saw Iman Zahafi run about 0.8 seconds behind. A good run for him, but it, it definitely showed gap in where these two athletes are at
1: yeah he's naturally crazy talented mm-hmm. like he just he is and then we've seen this before i do have questions about postseason tactics and consistency like he's a former d2 all-american and, and stud and he was really really good uh, at the texas amu kingsville uh yeah i think that's what it was um and he's done really well like he's clearly like when you take a look at like a raw fitness for 800 meter runners he's one of the best but tactically, he hasn't always executed on the D1 national stage. Yes, he won the ACC indoor, outdoor title last mm-hmm. spring. That wasn't the most historically loaded 800-meter ACC field ever. Still pretty good, but wasn't the most loaded ever. Um, so I, I still I, I don't know if this really answered any questions for us, you know?
0: I, he's in shape and on track to make nationals. I yeah. think that, that's it. about... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so... Good run for those guys. Uh, anything else before we move on to the women? I think Dayton Carlson got a one forty seven nine conversion. He's slowly chipping away,
1: moving back up. If he continues at this rate and then peaks like he did last spring, yeah. he would want to be the, one of the three or four guys I would never want to race in March.
0: Yeah, yeah, good point. On the women's side, we saw Sarah Hendrick take home the win um, at BU, I believe, in 2.02, beating Carly Thomas. Uh, who's two o two point one five and Catherine Mitchell two o three point four eight. All really good runs for these from these women. For Hendrick and Thomas, no surprise here. That this is right where we would expect them to be. I, I think for Thomas, this is one of the the first times we've really seen her act like a contender and run like a contender uh-huh. for a yep. while, where she took the lead pushed the pace, looked like she was going to win before Hendrick closed really, really well in the last 40 meters um, to win. But I, I thought this was a huge sign that Thomas is back where she wasn't like a year or two ago when she looked like she could absolutely win an NCAA title over the next year or two of her career. Um, and then Kat- for Catherine Mitchell, a, a really good run, which, and we'll talk about this later, should put her hopefully into the national picture. I
1: thought Hendrick and Thomas, from uh, a time-plus-execution standpoint, were phenomenal. I mean, they maybe had two of the best performances Mm -hmm. of the weekend. Thomas, I think we historically view her as this high race IQ, really good tactically, great finisher— Um, And not that she can't run hard from the front or that she can't run fast times, but like you said, she was more aggressive. She put herself near the front. She was the first one to be with the pacer, and she kept that going for about 750 meters, right? And then it was Hendrick, who we know has a history of being aggressive and going out and soloing fast times and going out there to the national meet and just trying to take it home on her own. She instead hung back, was more conservative, stuck on the shoulder, and then only struck when she had to, got home the win, I know Thomas didn't win, still think she was a winner. And Hendrick, I think it was just some of the greatest poison maturity racing-wise that I've seen from her. I thought both of them um, should be extremely happy with, with how that race played out for them.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, oftentimes you would see probably the roles reversed for those two women with Hendrick. Leading the charge and, and someone maybe catching her at the edge, so it's good to see her be able to run a little bit of a different style, especially going into nationals and in this loaded, possibly loaded 800 field, where she you're going to have to be very, very smart in prelims to make to make finals because it is going to be a bloodbath there. Um, and then for Mitchell, I, she's coming off a, a PR of 4:35 in the mile earlier this season, has been running really well. And I looks like someone who just had run 435 and was dropping down to their main event. Uh she qualified for Nationals outdoors last year for Boston College, um, and just looks like she's gone up another level this indoor season.
1: I I I don't think it's a coincidence that Pete Watson gets there in the summer. And and the the Boston College women have had some talents. Like don't be wrong, they've had a few pretty decent names come in and out of that program. But Katherine Mitchell certainly one of the better ones that they've had. 203-435 this season is legit. And it's not just her. I mean, they had Steven Jackson on the men's mm-hmm. side blow away his own school record running three fifty seven. I find it hard to believe that that's a coincidence. And I also find it hard to believe that Watson just came in and now six months later he's got two nationally competitive names. Um, but also we said the same thing about Van Hoy and they were instantly nationally competitive. So – it just goes to show. get the right coach, and it's still going to take some time for both these for both Cal Poly and for both Boston College but you get the right people, the right coaches. I mean it's it switches, It changes everything. It's pretty impressive.
0: and th- this kind of performance to that point isn't changing the program for this year or maybe even next year. But this is the kind of performance that is a great indicator for the future of uh, of being able to tell people on the transfer portal, for being able to tell recruits of, hey, look, this is what you're cap- we're capable of doing at this program. These are the kind of performances we are going to expect from now on. And that's huge. And like for Van Hoy, same thing, what they did this this past fall where – you could see the massive leap forward. And I think that massive leap forward, in addition to obviously his, his great resume coming in makes that place a lot more attractive to go to for profess- prospective student athletes. So yeah, I, I think that's a, a really good point.
1: Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but um yeah, it's, it's just funny how those things work out. So, but yeah, great, great efforts by by Catherine Mitchell. And then Marlena And uh, again, another name that I'm, I know I'm going to butcher, of Washington. She gets down to 203. She's building a lot of great momentum. And then Madison Martinez, I think, in the separate heat, also running 203. Big breakthrough race for her as well. So great, great efforts across the board.
0: Yeah. So, so many 203s are faster. Aurora Rinda 202.99 and Lindsey Butler ran a 203 converted. Um, Yeah. Just, just a huge weekend for the women's 800. It's going to be very, very fast as expected. Um, It'll be fascinating to see what decisions a lot of these women do uh, come national qualifying. But I think a lot of these women who ran these times that we just talked about I think they're probably going to be in the 800. So, uh, I mean, you take just this group from this weekend and you got a good field, you add in everybody else across the country, uh, it, it's going to be nuts.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the, the lines later. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, let's move to the mile. Um, I'm Amina Matug and Addie Wiley. Oh, my gosh
0: what a oh fun God. race to watch like just see yeah you, you you rarely see two women separate themselves like that in that quality of a field and just trade the lead on and off for the last what was that like 600 meters it felt it, like 800 like yeah. 800? yeah it was a long time and and they were like decisive moves each time like they they picked up the pace. They went by each other and tried to drop each other, and neither of them really could. Wiley ended up taking home the win, um, but Matug looks great as well. She ended up running a 429 converted, and I, I'm assuming that Wiley's was probably 429 or maybe even 428 It was 429, converted. yeah. Um, so just outstanding performances from both of them, and, and makes me really interested to see what Matug could do Against some some of the best D one competition that she's going to face because it's hard for me to see her losing to very many very very many people this year because it was an outstanding performance from her.
1: I mean, just across the board. I'm going to try to segment this and my analysis into two parts here. Wiley, amazing, fantastic. We kind of knew she was beyond incredible, right? What like how long is she really going to stay at the NAIA level? I mean, like, wh- like, why? I mean, that listen, whole, I get that whole
0: situation it. is fraught. Like, I, I, I have no idea. There's and, no you know, reason. And
1: the, you know, obviously, the Huntington uh, University allegations and the lawsuit that's associated there. Um, now, Wiley and she, Wiley has come out in, in defense of those coaches. Um, but, so, you know, that may not be as much of an incentive as maybe people think it is. But between that and the idea of that, she's just so much better than like everyone else in naia like what like what's the end goal right like why would you not go to the division one level or maybe she goes pro and that's cool too i you know i and maybe this is just me from like a selfish standpoint of like i want to see her race the best of the best of the best um but it's also like you know she she has an education right she wants to be at the school she wants to be at so it, it's a hard line i really don't know like what to think of it um I'm just I don't know. I wish it went to Colorado, but I, I get yeah. it. Yeah.
0: So. before before we move on about anything else, how many? And this is something we've discussed before. How many women would be as big of a transfer target as Addie Wiley in the country? I I I am struggling to think Ooh. that she <laughs> that she would be outside the top five. Like I with the combination of Ooh. eligibility and talent
1: mm-hmm.
0: puts her in a very, very small subset of group
1: of here's people. a question. Would Amina Matouke have more transfer value or less? I I I think less.
0: I I I, I No think, I
1: think more. Uh, because she's just more versatile. For right now, yeah, for right, for, now. For right, for right now. now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And and she's done it. We've seen her do it at the D1 level. But yeah, that's 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 a tough one. I I, I, I they have similar eligibility, or does Wiley have more? Uh no, Wiley's fresh. Like she's yeah. I think a rookie. Um So really I would I, think... I I would say maybe Wiley then, just based off of eligibility. Yeah, she does
1: have more eligibility. Let me take a look real quick. I think Matou's still really young by eligibility. Yeah, so I don't I she's, I think she's she has a, a lot
0: as well. Yeah. and
1: also but frankly though, Tui's is still a sophomore. Like <laughs> Well yeah, the <laughs> like,
0: is- number one. Like there there's no disputing that. Like she is clearly number and Volobi's like, number two. McCabe's but,
1: a sophomore. Yeah, yeah, like all these women. So um yeah, I mean listen, we can go we can go down the line. But yeah, I mean I Wiley would certainly be a top five transfer target. Um moving off wiley though, Matug it, it, it was just it's just so impressive the way she ran that race. I've never been so impressed with someone who lost a race. Yeah that was that well executed. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, she I mean, was so she threw,
0: she threw great punches and just at the end Multiple. of the day, Wiley threw the last one. It, it, like You can't be disappointed in a performance where you like, put that much out there.
1: It was funny because like they'd each make the surge and I'd be like, well, looks like she got him. Well, makes it, no, look, got her. Got her too. Yep, and just it kept going back and forth and I, you just never really knew. You knew Wiley probably had it with a about 150 100 to go um a great race maybe one of the best races that we've had so far this season
0: yeah yeah it was, it was certainly a lot of fun so matugas is, is, has i think rocketed up uh in terms of contender status in the mile she'll be one to keep an eye close eye on and, and see if she tries to run anything else fast in any other events um but i i think the mile is going to be where she lands
1: well Real quick, you know, Duke now sits currently yeah. very high up in the DMR standings, and she's a three K runner. She's got like a one eight fifty four mark. So you you re- so we we're convinced that she's running the mile.
0: I'm not, no, I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm not convinced of anybody picking any (laughs) event. Like, you, there, I've been burned too many times on these kind of things, but I, I would say that would probably be where I am leaning. So then what's her double? Does she triple? She probably doesn't triple. I I think she just is a a mile and 3K. You don't think DMR? No. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe, and, and I mean, yeah, maybe, they, maybe they could have a chance of winning. So I, I, guess I think they have. I her. think it's.
1: I think. I think it is more likely that. Well, I don't know. I mean, do you, you think they have a chance of winning against a fully stacked Washington lineup? That probably no, won't be no. fresh, though. That probably no. won't be fresh.
0: Yeah, and I think, and that's and that's where when you, you're talking about DMR contenders, you just never you don't you you can look at who's on paper and say, oh, well, this. Clearly, this Washington team is, is the the favorite, but if they're not all running, if they're not all running fresh, which most certainly will not be, if Carly and Thomas a lot of them is, are. yeah, if Carly Thomas is in that lineup, she's going to be coming off of eight hundred prelims. it's it's so hard to predict. Um, but I, I think if Duke like put in all their top ladies, ran them fresh, and I, I, there aren't a whole lot of teams that could beat them.
1: I, I just don't think we know for sure yet about really any team other no. than like Washington. I think that's the only team that we have a good idea of like what's going on with them. Um, I think we still need to figure out a lot about Stanford. I think we still have no idea really what Kentucky's full potential is, so on and so forth. So, all right, anyways, let's go on. Sorry, did you have anything, something else?
0: Yeah, I was going to say Stanford Fresh is probably the only other team that I think can maybe compete with Washington Fresh, but...
1: With the same lineup order that they had. No not,
0: week. That, no, not with that. Not not with a with a different order, but the, okay. their team in general. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Maya Ramsden also ran 4:30 this weekend. Anika Rice 4:33 converted, um, and then Olivia Hall and Olivia Markusic went uh, back back and forth running 4:33, 4:34. I think that was at Mayo. Um, but yeah, another just insanely fast group of races from these women. um, Rice running, I believe altitude converted Mark for Ramsden. She just keeps getting better. Like, Uh like every, every weekend, every, every year she should, like, I I just am confounded that she just consistently is able to improve every, it seems like every race, every year, so consistently. and, And that Rice just, uh, continuing that NAU ride of ride to the top that a lot of those women on those teams is experiencing. Um,
1: so while I'm giving this spiel about Ramsden, please do me a favor. Please go to Tifers and please look at uh, oops, trying not to sneeze here. Anyways, please go and look at Ramsden's uh, Tifers page and let me know um, when her last poor race or bad race was. Let me know when you what when you think that was. Um, Ramson's incredible. Her range is building. She was, uh, we thought she would get better. I don't think we thought she'd get this much better. Her range is extending. Like the way she ran this mile this past weekend was so impressive because she started in the back and slowly worked her way up. If she had maybe made a move a little earlier, if she maybe had an extra lap or whatever, but like there was a shot that maybe she goes after and and gets the overall win. All I'm saying is that This was a really well-executed race. It wasn't just she held on for dear life and got dragged to a fast time. She perfectly designed her race to run 430.
0: This is hard, man, looking at bad races from Maya Ramson. It's been, I I mean, finishing third in the Harvard-Yale match in the 800, running 210, essentially. Yeah, that's probably it from last spring. But even that isn't really a a bad performance. Like she she didn't have a bad performance in cross country. She didn't have a per- bad performance at all last indoor season. Mm-hmm. Like she's just been rock solid. She she can do like any race well, whether it's on the grass on the track almost any distance we don't talk about her enough because she I don't think she's elevated quite to this level until recently but she is one of the most well-rounded runners we have in the country I mean for someone to run 430 uh, after finishing what was it 11th Mm -hmm. in cross country it's just astounding who are you ranking higher
1: right now Amina Matug or Maya Ramston? Hmm.
0: Why? Why you gotta answer? Uh, make me answer these. Tough hey, you questions. don't. You
1: don't have to do this portion of the
0: rankings, okay? Uh, I uh, believe it. I'm glad that I don't. Um. I mean, <laughs> gosh, I I think Ramston? I think okay. she's run uh, eight fifty four. She's run two forty three fourth. I mean, that's just a lot of really really good performances, but. There, there isn't a wrong answer to that question. I don't think.
1: Um, I don't think I would take Matug, but like, I mean, really, like you know, Ramsden's a second faster in the three k, and Matug's a second faster after conversions in uh, the mile, right? Um, I mean, Matug has run two o four for the eight hundred meters this winter, while Ramsden has run two forty three. Like, these are very equivalent times, yeah. basically. I don't think there's a good answer. Like it all just kind of depends on like what you want. I think I'd take Matug basically just because of how she battled with Addy Angle or Addy Wiley. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a good answer to that.
0: Yeah. It it is truly incredible how how she continues to improve it. And and I've always talked about how the leap from good to great is, I think one Mm -hmm. of the hardest to do where you, you can be a good runner running 435, 437 in the mile um, and that's much easier to get to from like 445 to like 437. Mm-hmm. That is, that jump is a lot easier than doing what Rams just did where she jumped all the way down to 430. Um, it just a, an incredible leap for her. And then elsewhere, it was good to see how Olivia Howell kind of reassert herself in the national picture. I, I think she's someone that we've seen over the last few years It is is someone that should be considered as an all-American candidate but with so many women running so fast this year, she's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit. Picking up a win over Marcusic, running 433, I think this was good. She's going to have to be better if she wants to be an all-American and a, and a contender again this year, but this was a good uh, starting point for her moving forward.
1: Um I'm a big fan of Hal. I'm a really big fan of Hal. I just she's so solid. She's actually only been an all-American I think once out of her three efforts at on the national stage, but she's just solid. She's experienced. She's like, she's been an all American before she's run the fast times on both the 1500 meters and in the mile. She has a marquee win this season. Like you just kind of go down the list and she checks everything off. Like she's tactically great. You know, you keep going and on and on. Um, I just really like how Markizic. Meanwhile, it's a great performance. Not stunned. If you run eight fifty in three k, you probably can run four thirty four. That makes sense. Um, it's nice speed, and I think it gives her a shot of being like. I think that's a necessary bar in the mile. If you're going to be running eight fifty and contending for national titles, assuming Caitlin Tui, for whatever reason, doesn't run, who knows? But you know, you're you're contending and you want to win a national title race you know, you need to have probably at least that kind of speed. So that was encouraging um, to see there. And Anika Rice, we've talked about her um, 433.66 conversion, I think it is. We don't know if that's going to make the national meet, which is the craziest thing I've ever said.
0: Yeah, I mean, if we have another weekend like this, 433 low isn't going to make it. Like, And I I don't know how many more weekends we're going to have like this. Because this was amazing in terms of the women's mile, but uh, I mean this this event has gone to has made the jump that I feel like the men's mile did last year. The women's mile is having that similar kind of experience this year, where they they're really vaulting ahead. Anything else on these women's miles before we move on? No, that's it. Alrighty. In the 3K, we saw Kelsey Camille run a 8:54 converted. Um, she went toe to toe with uh, former teammate Hannah Steelman, who's now running pro uh, for On, I believe, and looked like looks like she is back in really good shape. Um, and I still think the 5K is ultimately going to be our best event where she's most competitive. But this was another good sign. She looked lively, she was covering moves, she hung back for the first part of the race and moved up well. It was everything that you would want from someone running their first 3K of the year.
1: I've got nothing to say. This is exactly kind of like what we thought would happen. She's going to run sub 8.55 with a conversion. I thought she'd run 8.52, as I thought the field would be a little faster, but generally about right that's kind of it. That's kind of just all I have. I really don't think there's a whole lot to say about this.
0: Agreed. All right. Let's go to the men where we saw Brian Faye run 743 uh, at the New Balance Grand Prix against a, a very strong field. He held his own. It wasn't quite as fast of a, uh, a race as maybe we could have expected with like Woody Kincaid winning in 740. then Christian Noble was second in 742. But I mean, still a very good mark, some, one that should qualify him for NCAAs. And me being in the Brian Fay fan club, this does nothing to change my really opinion on him.
1: All right, Ben, let me know if this sounds familiar. Um, yeah, I thought he was really solid. It's exactly what I expected. Um, yeah, I thought the field would be a little faster. But yeah, I have nothing else more to say here.
0: Yeah, the the three Ks were exactly as expected from the top athletes this week. Yeah. Um Ian Harrison will shout out ran a seven forty nine converted um, as well for NC State at, at the JDL uh, flat, flat track. Really good performance from him, but this year just not going to be quite as nationally competitive. Um, and then we got to wrap up with Washington DMR NCAA record of ten forty six, which. I mean, kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I, I, I mean, you look at the lineup and you're like, all right, that, that, that does make sense. But for them to all put it together, run the splits that they did at the, on the same day, it, it was a tour de force uh, of running in. Washington on both the men and women's side are just having an incredible, incredible indoor season.
1: This might be the single worst season I have ever had. For predictions, it might not even be close. I, for whatever reason, can't get a read on what any of these athletes are doing. Every time I try to get overly aggressive, the times are be like, "Wow, that was a little underwhelming, right?" Every time I try to be conservative, they get blown out of the water. In this case, I was like, "Hey, I think Washington can be like a really good DMR, like have a stupid fast DMR." I didn't think they'd run ten forty six, but I thought they could have a really fast DMR. The problem is that when you looked at this lineup, I, I looked at the rest of the field. I was like, "Who's pushing them? Who's going to push them to run under 10:55?" I predicted 10:57 just because I didn't know if how they could run that fast on their own. And then Sophia Sullivan, who did have a pacer, by the way, I didn't know you could do that in a DMR. I don't know if you saw that. Um, it, it was an odd. I think it was Ali Cash who was. I didn't know you could do that, but regardless, had a pacer through a thousand meters. O'Sullivan comes through in a uh 244, splits 316, which is absurd. Marlena Pry or Pry gets it. Um I think she runs like 5354. And then uh Carly Thomas 201, Anna Gibson 434. A- across the board, incredible. I just didn't know if they could solo that.
0: What was the best leg in your opinion? Was it the O'Sullivan. Yeah, O'Sullivan. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing, like Thomas splitting 201. Uh and and having a four Gibson thirty four thirty, what was it, four thirty-four? Like that those aren't super surprising marks, but for them to put those together along with a 316 to start, I mean that that is just truly impressive. What where do you who do you think runs ends up running the DMR at Nationals for Washington? Do we think like we we t- mentioned this earlier? Carly Thomas, if she runs, will certainly be doubling back. You would assume that Gibson and O'Sullivan would be as well if they're running the mile. What, what do you think? So
1: O'Sullivan's not qualified
0: in no. the mile. Um, she will if she runs anything like she did this weekend.: Well, she ran 439 this weekend. yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, um, which doesn't make sense with 316 No,
1: but she did run 436 earlier in the year, so I think it's you know Saturday was just a fluky race. but here's what I think's going to happen. Um, I think Gibson doubles back. I don't know if O'Sullivan qualifies. I think she runs the 12. I think Gibson doubles back from the mile. And then I think Marlena Pry, sorry, runs 203. She, she, she just ran 203 this past weekend. You move her up to the 8, negate time loss by putting in a, a secondary 400-meter runner, and you don't have to have Carly Thomas doubling back. If, if This might be dependent on Thomas qualifying for the finals, though. Because if she doesn't qualify for the finals, yeah. then like, all right, well, you don't really need to be fresh for tomorrow. No. hop on the relay. Does she have enough time to recover? Though, that's a separate question. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. I if Osullivan doesn't qualify for the like mile after like that three sixteen, I I'm going to be kind of upset, honestly. But you're right. I mean, she she, she hasn't she, she hasn't do it. done it yet. Um, yeah, that they'll they'll certainly be one to watch. Um, and, and yeah congrats on the, the NCAA record. It seems like every weekend we're seeing some kind of NCAA record broken or one at least scared. It's, it's quite remarkable. Shout
1: out to Michael Weidenbrook, um, out taking photos at Boston these past few weeks. Appreciate you, Michael. Um, real quick, before we before we move on to our next topic, um, Marissa Powell. The former DMR women's record was held by Oregon in 2017. That was her relay now she now has a whole new record she breaks her own collegiate record with a new team new group, and it just you know everything's different right that's so impressive um so yeah um I don't know i i just i just thought that was that was worthy of being discussed
0: yeah, yeah, i mean it, to to have two different groups of teams do. Nah, I can't talk. Uh, it's just amazing these performances. I, I'm literally breaking my brain. To be able to do that with two different groups of athletes and smash NCAA records is it, just incredible and a testament to the coach. The athletes obviously went out there and did it, but clearly it's something that, that the Pals are doing, are creating these incredible, incredible performances.
1: Impressive stuff. So, all right. Um, Let's transition to an annual favorite, the over-unders national qualifying time.
0: Now we are moving on to something that, we, like Garrett said, we love to do, the guessing the over-under on the qualifying times for nationals this indoor season. So just a, a, a few quick rules. We're not saying what time will be the 16th, Fastest time, we're saying what will actually qualify you for NCAA. So if there is three scratches in the mile, then what is the nineteenth fastest time going to be at NCAA? So some of this is we're kind of guessing on who's going to like how many scratches there's actually gonna be and, and what that time is gonna end up being. So a lot of a lot of variables here. We try to do our best to set these lines. We're, we're trying to be as aggressive as we can this year because I think we've gotten burned in the last year or two of not setting them low enough. But we're going to give it a go. It's about midway, a little over midway point in the season. So I, I think this is a perfect opportunity to go ahead. Did I miss anything?
1: No, I think you got it.
0: All right, so let's start in the 800 on the men's side. The line we have set is 147.0 three four. Last year's last qualifying time was 147.76. We have um, I, I think 10 men are under 147.5 currently and let me make sure I have this right. that current line that we have set of 147.34 we have let's see seven men under that currently. So over or under, that line this year uh, i'm gonna go under Whew. I, I think i'm gonna go under
1: 147.34. i look down this list and i'm looking at guys like dayton carlson yeah jason gomez um Sebast- darius Kipiego, Sebastian fernandez yeah, sebastian fernandez even sebastian uh, gentile um navaski anderson jonathan jones right like you start going down this list and i think i can justify a lot of these guys, like Matthew Pyamps, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Sam Austin. I start going down this list and I go, he could do it, he could do it, he could do it, he could do it. And then really when you think about it, who's scratching?
0: Maybe, Maybe one of the Texas Carosa. guys? Yeah, I, I think that's it. And then we, like we mentioned at the top, Jonathan Jones and Navaski Anderson don't have marks within that range right now. So throw two more guys who, if they decide to run and are healthy, will certainly be within that range.
1: That's why I think it's doable. And I think a lot of these guys are going to go after it. A lot of those fast times were run at the tail end of last year. I think the SEC usually produces something crazy Mm -hmm. fast. So, yeah.
0: I was leaning over, but I I am going to agree with you and say under. Which, it is crazy how close we are to you needing to run under 147 to qualify for Nationals. Like, we are literally a quarter of we're probably going to be a quarter of a second away from that that being the new reality which is crazy and like if if that line is if we do go under that then that's going to be over a half a second increase in, in time or maybe around a half a second increase in time from last year which is a huge jump for an event as short as the 800
1: yeah um yeah, I it feels wrong, but like I keep I can rationalize yeah. it. And that that's the problem. So yeah, I think I feel pretty good. I think it's gonna be faster.
0: All right. So so we're in agreement on that one. Uh under 147.34. On the women's side, the time that we have is what do we, what do we write? Uh two oh three five, I see. There you go. Two oh three point five. Last year's qualifying mark was 204.03. And like we said, this year's women's 800 field is about as loaded as they come. We saw so many good performances this past weekend. Where are you going here?
1: Man, um... I think I'm going to go over. I think it's going to be slower than 2035. Um, I don't really know where the other names are coming from. Galvadite, maybe, yes. Barrett, maybe, yes. Willis, yes. But then I don't really know after that. Um, It starts getting a little tricky, and you look at some of these other names, Like I just don't know if Galvadite would even run it, Um, if, you know, maybe Riggins could I got I'm just kind of going down the name there's not a lot that inspires me to say like oh well you can run under 2035 and I just I just don't know where like Seymour hasn't been great this season and so I'm I just don't know where the names are coming from I mean they've been impressive so far but 2035 is cooking so fast. I just don't I just don't know where we're gonna get the rest of these names so
0: yeah so right now we have nine women that have run under that I, I don't Think we're gonna see anybody scratch from that top nine? Would you agree with that? Unless Thomas wants to do the DMR, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't think so.
0: So really, yeah, we're talking about seven, seven women running under two
1: Wait, what do you mean seven? There's no, there's
0: nine. Well, I, I'm saying we need seven additional women. Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah, and that's that's why it feels like a lot.
0: You know, it's just... I feel good probably about four, like, I I think I can name two or three at least, and I I think that means we'll at least probably end up with five, because there'll be one or two surprises, but going, getting that that full seven, yeah, I I hate to agree with you again, but I I think I'm going to have to. This is we we're in line on a lot of things though. So. Yeah, that's true. But normally on these kind of things I especially last year I think I I hit the under on almost all of this, so I I really <laughs> hate doing overs. This might be my only one that I go over. I I, I think I'm going to go over.
1: All right. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, let's move on. Uh men's mile. I can't believe we decided added this. 355h. Remember this is not number 16. This is um the, whatever the whatever the last person in is after scratches. what did we say it was last year? last year we had the men's last qualifier three fifty six six but a lot of those times came at u w They came at Boston they came at their conference meets um and right now when you look at the men's mile and how many men do we have right now at three fifty five eight is the line we have seven guys at three fifty five eight or faster. There are nine guys at under 356, and then there are 12 guys or 13 guys faster than the 356. What was it? What was the cutoff last year? Uh they're, they're okay, there's 12 guys faster than 356.6 from last year. That's that's just so ah oh man.
0: And the thing is I'm trying to go through and we'll we'll talk about I mean this applies to a lot of these events, but like like Garrett said. Next week is we're going to learn pretty much whether or not we're right or wrong. A lot of fast times happen. I mean, at least they did last year that February 11th, 12th, 13th weekend, where we just see at Boston at UW, some really, really fast times being run. And, so I'll I'll go ahead and say I'm going under. I it, it is it feels Man, preposterous so to say that we are going to see at like and we're talking about probably 18 to 20 men running under this to be able to have this line go under. But I I think we're going to see it. We've seen so many men run like around that 356 357 range already and you would imagine in better fields with more time to get fit, that there's going to be at least 10 or so men uh, that end up going under this mark.
1: Like I think like Bosley and Young could with conversions. Kipson could.
0: And SIE. But then, but then,
1: maybe Van Oppen. SIE, you're right. SIE could.
0: I think Nick Foster can. I think like I mean he just ran three fifty six point eight. Beat beat some good a good group there. Maybe Alex Mayer. I just don't know if Mayer's
1: going to be running. Um,
0: We think Baston probably will. Right?
1: You. I don't know. That's he ran three fifty six ten last year. So I guess he could, but I I I don't know, man. Like it's just asking a lot, and then you have to consider the scratches that we're going to get. Like I don't know if like. Lum, Green, like Lum, Masaudi, uh, F- uh, Robinson, um, like this Hauser. Like, what are we gonna do?
0: Well, like, like, what are we gonna do there? Like, I mean, Robinson and Hauser aren't even technically qualified right now, so they they wouldn't like if if we're basing this off of this line. Um, so they they wouldn't necessarily go with their scratches. But out of the the seven men that have gone under this, I I would say it's probably Faye is the only. Solid lock to to scratch.
1: Yeah, I mean, lock to scratch. But like, I mean, you you can make an argument for a lot of these guys. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, sure. We don't, maybe Fu Maybe Fouad doesn't scratch. Maybe Lum doesn't scratch. Maybe Hauser doesn't scratch for the DMR. Um, Robinson probably will. Yes, but like, there's there's arguments to be made for like a lot of these guys, and that's what really kind of like makes me a little uneasy. I I, I think I'm gonna go over. I I don't think it's gonna be my much. I know I'm gonna do this all over again. I don't think it's gonna be my much though. I think it's gonna be what was it? Say, what did we say the line was? Three fifty five eight. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like three fifty six flat, three fifty six one, three fifty six six to then three fifty six eight or three fifty five eight
0: is a lot. It's a big jump. It it, it is. And it's it's an aggressive line, but I, I think we we're, we're It isn't quite as big of a, I think, improvement probably from what last year, from what last year's uh, line ended up being, but I I think we are going to see a, a solid improvement this year, and as we saw from the Washington race with all the Washington men, it can really only take one race, and all of a sudden, this line looks a lot more doable.
1: Yeah, it's just like, here's the thing though. It's like, why I keep going back to this is that 17 guys ran under 356 last year, only 17. So to suggest that we're going to have like 18, 19, 20 guys run 355, eight or faster, it seems aggressive. And remember those 17 guys, you know, a couple of them scratch. Yeah. Obviously. So yeah, like, yeah. that's why I just think it's a touch aggressive. If we had set it at like 356 flat, 356, one. Maybe.
0: I I I feel good. I, I I think it's gonna go under. I I just I I think the mile is one of those races where you can just there there can be a lot more surprise guys getting it than maybe like in the eight hundred where we're like we kind of know who those guys are gonna be. Let's move to the women's because I think we're gonna argue more here. <laughs> so the women's line you might say, is even more aggressive than the men's line. We have 4.33 flat. So to go under, you're saying that you're going to need to run faster. You're going to need to run at least a 4.32 to be able to qualify, which is just absolute bonkers considering 4.35.22 got you into the national meet last year. So we're saying it's going to be probably around a two-second improvement. Even if it goes over, I think it's going to be around a two-second improvement from last year's line, which is just, I can't remember any other line dropping by that much in this kind of, uh, that's that big of a percent of the total race time. It it is crazy. So right now we have nine women, um, or sorry, we have 10 women who have run under that mark so far. So we really only need, depending on scratches, probably about eight to ten more women to run under that to to make this line go under. What, where are you at?
1: I think I'm going under. Yes, I, I think it's I think it's going to be faster. I do. I I think there's, and I don't think the scratches are going to be plentiful. I don't. I think Chewie or McCabe might surprise us. Unlikely. You know, like conventional wisdom says that they're both going to scratch out of this. I think Gregory runs it though. I think Galvadite, unless Galvadite lights up the 800, I think she runs the mile. Um, I think there's a ton of women who like really haven't, you know, given this mile like a true shot yet. Um, and I just think there are going to be like a lot of scenarios where they're put. Like I think Thorntonbot and Pelicaro, I, I think they're going to be really interesting names. There's probably some altitude names that I haven't really thought of yet. Like Hollywood, like Ella Baran, right? Yeah. I mean, she has to be able to run something insanely quick. So I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, I'm gonna go faster. Yes. I, I think that's, I think that's what's gonna happen. I, I can't believe I'm saying that about four thirty, well, four thirty flat. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: I agree. We, we've already, we've already seen ten women go under. Like you said, I, I think we're probably gonna see out of that ten that's already run that time. I think we'll probably see two to three scratches. Um, so, so then we're talking about needing like eight to nine more, more, uh, runners to go under that mark. But I I think we absolutely can see that. Like we have, we have what? One, two, three, four, four women who have already run 433. So like the, they're right on the doorstep as it is. You have another four or five that have run 434. Like there's a lot of women who are who have gotten very close in the last week or two who can just improve upon their mark. We, there's women that haven't run this uh, race yet or not for a while um, who who could step up and end up running that time. I I just think it's going to happen. Like if we have any another weekend remotely close to this past weekend, it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, and I I I, I almost. Don't know how it doesn't happen,
0: and, and unlike the the longer distance, like the 3K and the 5K, you see a lot of fast times run in the 800, of the mile later in the season. So,
1: well, not only that, you can also like you can run multiple fast miles exactly, in the season. You exactly. you really can't do that in the 5K. And,
0: and that's and that's why you see you'll you'll end up seeing like if you look back at last year's list in, in the mile and the 800, most of those top performances happen in late February because it's just when everybody's running their fastest and that's their second or third crack at the event. Um, whereas the 5k, you see a lot of right races, um, qualifying from December, um, just because they took their one opportunity after cross country and then didn't run it again. So yeah, I, I just, I think there's too much time. I think there's been too many women who have run under this, this mark already for this not to be an under.
1: I completely, completely agree. Um, I'm also looking at a few other things. Yeah, there's just, I'm looking at last year and I'm like she could do it, she could do it. So, um, all right, that's going to cause some uh, some fireworks there, I imagine, with a couple people. But uh, let's move on to the 3K um, men. We have the line. Said it's 744.5. Last year's 16th place cutoff, the automatic wall, uh, cutoff was 745.8. Naturally, the last qualifier, since no one ever scratches this event, was seven forty-five eight. So far this year, we've got mm. how many men? We've got
0: nine under seven. We the ninth ninth fastest time is seven forty-four point six nine. Um, so I think that would leave us eight. Is that eight under?
1: That would leave us with uh eight under the
0: seven forty-four point five. Oh, as the cutoff? Ah, uh, yes. Be, well, seven forty four point five would
1: give us eight yes. if you include Sprout right. as that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So that I, I, I think he would. Well, I guess if we're saying under, then he's he he would not be included. Um, so seven men who have run under that. Um, this could be our first time where we have like a push on this with with Sprout running the exact yeah. exact mark yeah. Um, so. Again, the 3K, you're going to see more fast times run than the 5K later in the season, but less than the mile. So if you're really only talking about seven men who have run under that mark so far, that, that leaves a lot of room that needs to be caught up over the next few weeks to be able to go under that mark. And this is something that we probably should have talked about earlier, but Kai Robinson, I think, is going to world cross-country. Uh championships to represent australia oh, that's
1: right i forgot about that he's not
0: probably not going to qualify in the 3k he might not it
1: depends on what he does this weekend right
0: yeah I, I, or
1: or the pac-12 invite like they did last year
0: yeah i mean but still, unless that conflicts
1: with still world with
0: yeah i'm not sure exactly when worlds is um could you look that up while i'm talking i can do that yeah regardless he that's a lot of travel that's going to be happening to go run a 10k and the grass against some of the world's best runners. Like that's not going to be something that he can come back and run like the next weekend after like super easily. So I, 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 I kind of met, I think I messaged this in our group in our Slack when, when we saw that news, I I don't know if he's going to qualify for the three K this year.
1: Uh, February 18th.
0: So. Maybe runs this weekend, but. He kind of got it. Kind of got to get it done this weekend if he's going to do it.
1: Uh, let me check the schedule because yeah, it's either or he's if he does run. the Pac-12
0: invite, which is what two weeks before nationals, so that would put him March, which would give him about two weeks. Of I mean, time. It's, it's
1: it would basically be the week after. I don't know when the Pac-12 invite is, or maybe he goes to, like a Boston. Yeah, pro, like, there's always a last right. chance Boston meet. Um, but like he'd be fresh off of a cross
0: country race. Yeah, a, a 10k brutal cross-country race so yeah i i don't know and so that's one less per, possibly one less person who you you would assume and, and pencil in for that spot uh and that changes like the national picture in that event completely as someone that we we would probably consider as one of the favorites to win that race um so cer- certainly something to keep an eye on over the next especially this weekend to see if he, he ends up racing so with that said there there are guys i i think that you you feel good about. Possibly going under that 744.5. I think some of the Tulsa guys who have run 750. You would imagine maybe on a faster race they could do it. Maybe some of the BYU guys could end up doing it. But I, it that there there isn't a ton of guys who haven't run this event already that that you would expect to come in and and hit that quick of a time.
1: I think Hicks can do it. He did it techn- Well, he almost did it last year. He's cl- he can do it. Yeah. Nico Young obviously can. There's a lot of BYU guys that probably could. A lot of the Oklahoma State guys
0: probably True. could. A lot of them have not raced that. Parker Wolf probably
1: could. You could convince me. You could. could Dylan Jacobs probably could. Yes.
0: Which, which I, do you think? You, what, do you, what do you think Tennessee is going to do? Like you think they're gonna go? Like, do you think they're gonna try to get a DMR and then just not have Jacobs run it? I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. I think that's probably. So then,
1: I I would be surprised if they didn't run a DMR.
0: Yeah. So so it makes sense for him to run a 3K then. Um, yeah. So yeah. he
1: usually does. Yeah. He he usually does. It's just a matter of is it going to be fast enough or is a fast enough
0: field? I would imagine they'll find something for him to run that
1: maybe, maybe there's an Alabama guy who surprises us. Maybe a Wisconsin guy. Maybe Sam Gilman. You could convince me. You could <sighs> absolutely convince me. And I, I think I'm going to actually pull the trigger here. I think I'm going to go under. I think it's going to be faster than
0: 744.5.
1: And I don't think anyone's going to scratch. That's the thing.
0: Yeah. Like, so that that we're we're saying that we need to see nine guys run under that. I know it's aggressive, but you're getting nine without
1: scratches. Yeah, that's what that's what kind of gets and, me. I, I think and, maybe there's a Colorado guy, yeah. Vance or something. I don't know. Then Colorado doesn't really take indoor seriously. But I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Solomon Solomon yeah Solomon
0: can to, I think Solomon Solomon can. could do that. Especially I mean, I don't know.
1: Like, i just I'm, st- I've been starting to list a lot of names here.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll do it too. Let's
1: go. <laughs> Let's
0: go. I, I, I was. This was the maybe the only other one that I was really ha- having a hard time with. But I think you just you we we rattled off enough names. Hey, I, 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 think I, they I can do it. I think that there's going to be probably BU or, or Washington where there's probably going to be three or four next weekend at least. And then that sets you up for conference championships, maybe a last chance, and you get the the rest of them. Yeah, let's go for it.
1: someone yeah, someone will surprise us. I'm I'm absolutely sure of it. Like I'm actually going to take a look at our rankings right now just to see if there's anyone else who could potentially maybe sort of kind of possibly go under there. And I think we pretty much addressed. You know, you no, know, got him, got him, them, got him, them, got them. Yeah, we pretty much got everyone. So.
0: Yeah, all right. So we're we're both under on the men's 3K. Let's move to the women's where we have set the line at 857.1 last year, and this this is a bit another big jump here. Last year we had 901.31 was the last mark. We had, we did see two scratches surprisingly last year in the 3K. Um probably don't expect to see that again this year. Right now, we have seen, I, I believe it is, nine women who have run 855.71 or faster. Tenth is nine flat pretty much right now. So we need to see at least seven women run under this mark to be able to qualify, to go under. 857.1.
1: Um I think I'm gonna go over. I don't think we hit that fast. um it's a big jump. I think a lot of the main names that you see here are pretty much the main names that you would originally pick. um I thought Camel City would have been a big opportunity for a lot of women to hit that kind of mark. Did't happen other than Camille um Tanisima's out of the equation, yeah, so like she's technically a scratch in this instance um. And, like, Tui's going to be added to that, right? Like, Tui will be added to that. Volby will be added to that. Gregory. And that's three. So that I guess figure up out.
0: to basically ten if you take out Tenispa.
1: Yeah, Roe, I guess. Is, is Roe already in there? No. So that's no. four. Maybe an Alabama woman.
0: Yeah. Um. We don't really have any BYU women. You You would maybe guess that. Someone might be able to like like Lexi holiday ran nine o four in december
1: i'm I'm capping it. I only see five truly like I really think they can do it, and we need how many more
0: uh if you're taking out tanisma, we need four more, yeah, after that five uh um. What do you mean? Oh, we need four more after the five that I listed. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, then I think it's going to go over. I just, I don't know how, like, where we're going to get four more after the five I just listed. Maybe Ella Baron, right, right? Um, maybe Illy Stearns.
0: We don't really have any New Mexico women who have run.
1: No, not that fast. I mean, maybe they'll run something great in the 5K, right? But there's just not a lot of precedent for a lot of these women Running that fast over 3K. yeah,
0: I just wonder if if like New Mexico puts like i, I like they they have that great five k contingent they they all go together and try to run something out out to get a good converted mark,
1: maybe, but i I still think you're asking a lot, like you're then saying, oh, but four of those New Mexico women are gonna well, run yeah, I mean conversion would, faster
0: like- there would be need to be other like from b y u or i I mean, do you see like any of the Washington women? trying to step up I mean Sofia Sullivan's run 903 um you you have who else Ventures
1: could like you're sure Ventures could I just I mean you're a, a nine flat to 857 yeah is a significant jump and that I, I just don't see it I named the five women that I that I thought I had it maybe six if you want to add on an Alabama woman but I that's, it's just a lot to ask and so I'm gonna go over
0: I yeah i'm gonna i'm still gonna go under i just i i think we've seen so many like the fact that we've seen so many like women run a 55 or faster already like and and those are all from basically all from boston if if we see i i think we're gonna see another meter too that uh, it's gonna be pretty crazy like you you think about that that eight of the top it's nine just, you're all asking a lot you're it, asking it is a lot yeah I, I i'm not saying that it's not it, it would be a, you know, like you said a big big jump but i i just think that if we get we haven't really seen a fa- like a, a a truly fast 3k yet this year like the campbell city like you said was the only other one that has times within the top 10 this year like i i just think we're gonna see another one or two races where they're really going after sub nine and that's going to produce at least a few more. One, that
1: two, week. three, four, five, six. There were six women who, at least on the national leaderboard, now people could have run faster in the meantime, right? Um, before that. But basically what I'm saying is that there's six times on the national leaderboard from last year that were under that mark. That were run that were run after this date. They're right. run after this date. Yeah. So you're so right on the you line say, there. <laughs> so well, even if you say there's six more, you'd still have to find two more names. Yeah. I I just think there's a lot going against this line. I don't know what the rationale is to pick it.
0: I I think the the biggest rationale is that we we've just seen such an improvement in the races over and under this distance. That you would imagine that maybe some of those milers who are running extremely fast take the step up, get the free another free shot at nationals, and just run a a quick time. Especially since a lot of a lot of those women in the mile have already punched their ticket in the mile; they don't need to really run another mile.
1: Uh, Yeah, okay, sure, but that's Matug, that's Ramsden, Tui's. We're kind of just penciling in Tui, right? McCabe's already there. Um, Mitchell's already there, right? Like. There's already a lot of women who are already there. Like Mark Zitch is already there. Yeah. Um so there there just are. There's just already like Sam Bush is already there. So like I I don't know like just where it is. So I'm gonna say no. All
0: right. So we we just we disagree on that one. Um key keep, I'm keeping the under train rolling here. Let's go to the 5k. And, and the this one in particular, this men's line, I, I think was probably one of the more difficult ones that we had to set. 1324.5 for the 5K, last year's last qualifier was thirteen twenty six point four four. We did not see any scratches last year. Currently, we have ten men under that line. Um, tenth right now is thirteen twenty one point five seven. So we would need to see six men run under that thirteen twenty four point five who have not already. So again, they, the fi-
1: they don't have to. They can't scratch, and either. they
0: can't scratch. Right. So that that's a fairly tall task. Um, for this late in the season but we did see a lot of fast times run uh last year um at this at the february 11th 12th at bu and washington so there is if it's gonna happen it's gonna there, there's gonna be some fast times run in the next week or two but they're gonna have to be really really fast to go under this line are you how are you feeling about this one i have no idea i
1: have zero clue um what's the line 13, five. five. I see. I just, I don't, I don't think anyone's gonna, I don't think anyone's gonna scratch, which helps this no. idea that it's going to be a, a, an under 13, five means that the top eight of last year would have made it. Uh, or no, the, the top, yeah. Top nine, excuse me. The top nine. Um, but the problem, the problem is, as I was talking to you beforehand, it's like I I kind of see everyone who I think's gonna make it, like everyone who who I think was like was gonna run a fast time, kind of already has. Maybe you can argue a BYU guy here. Maybe you can argue Charles Hicks. Maybe a Tulsa guy. Maybe Kieran Lum the Saudi. Maybe.
0: Kieran Lum, sure. Tulsa guys possibly. I'm uh, It's so
1: hard. I don't know. Um, and here's the thing. I think the only scratch that you could get out of what we have right now is maybe Brian Fay. Maybe. But that's a hard maybe. Tell me what you're thinking and then I'll go off of yours. I, I, I
0: am leaning towards over on this one just because I am nervous about where we are at this point in the season. Well, I, we are, I, I almost feel a hundred percent confident that we are going to know after next weekend, if there has not been at least four or five guys run under that mark, uh, next weekend, then it will not happen. It will be an over, but I, I just like you, I'm struggling to think of the guys that are going to do it. Um, and I always, I, I think me, maybe more than you always add in a cushion, a bigger cushion in terms of like, if I can name, like four out of the like six that I need I'll I'll say two or three will surprise me but it's a, I, smart,
1: it's a smart approach
0: but I I don't I I just don't see it it's just so fast and like whereas like in, in maybe in the mile and in other ones we, you could see like there was people knocking on the door that were only are yeah. only a second behind like there's only 13 men who have gone under there thirteen thirty. Um, yeah. so we're talking about guys that are needing to go from like low thirteen thirties to low thirteen twenties, and mm-hmm. that is a a big big jump. Um, it's not impossible, especially for some of these guys. Like, I I wouldn't be shocked to see like Nicholas Scudder, maybe someone like that uh-huh. do do it. But yep. that that is a big gap. You you not only have to have the fitness, you need to be in the right race, and everything needs to go well. Um, and and the five k more than the mile you need you need to have a lot more things line up than than anything else so I'm going to go over just because of that
1: yeah I, I think that's probably where I'm leaning. I think it's gonna be the over because at this point last year if you had told me like well Dylan Jacobs is going to qualify and he's gonna run that fast and Adrian Wild uh Wild Skut? I think it's actually shoot we say Sh- shoot or Wild Scott I don't know but um Florida State Adrian <laughs> uh he uh he was another guy where it's like, oh, if he's going to run faster than yeah. this, I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Right. And I think Kai Robinson was probably in that, you know, mix of. Yeah. Ryan I think Faye, Washington right?
0: ran a, a fast uh, 5K last year around this time. Yeah.
1: And, but, but just now, like, you have the guys here in front of me. And I'm like, who, who's supposed to be that new guy? Like, there will be a couple. Mm-hmm. There will surely be a couple. But how many? And I just don't know who those are. Like, maybe, like, just seen Abdallah, maybe Hamilton gets something faster. Hicks will, like I said, will obviously get there, but you're just really low on options. Fouad Masoudi, maybe. I just don't see a ton of options of how that's going to get done. And so, therefore, I'm going to say over.
0: Acer Iverson is I, is like the person that is sitting there being like, Do I need to run another 5 yeah. day after 13 1326? Are you kidding yeah. me? Like, he is the yeah. person that is like listening to this intently, being like, I mean, what do you guys like? Like, do you yeah. what, what do you think? Because I, I mean, there's a big gap. There's a five second gap between him and fourteenth right now. So like, yeah, it it there there's plenty of room to kind of fill in between him and Jaggeho for that those last three spots. But I I am I am inclined to think that he'll make it, but it's going to be very very close.
1: I don't know if I'm confident. If I'm if I'm Ace Rivers, I'm going to make it. The, the the lack of scratches is, is really going to hurt some people, and they will probably be him. I have a really, I, I would I would get into a five k. Yeah,
0: if I'm yeah, Iverson, I yeah, I would not leave it up to chance. Like
1: he's he's got Boston in his backyard, dude. Yeah. Go to BU, and I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. I apologize, but like he he like you know Coach Gibby and, and Iverson, they know what they're doing. Yes. Um but
0: I imagine that they'll
1: a fast five k at Boston would. Make everyone feel better.
0: Yes. So. and and maybe that's why this will maybe. ultimately be under. Maybe there's enough guys who get together and and try to run something under thirteen twenty five. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but all right. So we're both over there. Let's go to the women. Uh, we have this line at fifteen thirty eight point nine. Last year the line was fifteen forty one point five six. There was one scratch last year. Right now we have ten women um under that line 10th is right now 1537.47 so very similar to the men's side where there's kind of a big gap um around that 10th mark so we're looking at at least six maybe seven um women needing to run under that 1538.9
1: oh no i don't know i don't know at all um volby could gregory could Rowe could, McCabe could. There's options like there. You can certainly make some arguments for a few women. Maybe Sam Bush on a good day. Maybe Flamina Asikal moves up. Maybe Markazic. Maybe like Kaylee Mitchell. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be really close. Um,
0: I, I feel good about this one.
1: I think I'm going to say under.
0: Yes. That's I, I, I think that this one I feel much better about than the men's. I, I think there, are unlike the men. There are a lot of women knocking on the door here. There are yeah, a lot of women lot. within that five seconds of that mark right now. There's six women already who have run within five seconds of that 1538. I think there are a lot of women that just haven't run, run this at all that that like you were mentioning, certainly can ha- have the talent and the ability to do it. So I I just, I I think we're going to see it. I, 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 it's the women are, the women as a whole are having too good of a year for the time not to improve by a second or two from last year.
1: I mean, I'm just the New Mexico women alone can have two or three. I mean, that's the craziest part. I mean, covert maybe could throw something quick. I mean, rice could grab it. Featherson Hall, like I mean, you just go down the list here. Venters it's, hasn't it's pretty run ridiculous. a five k. I don't think so. If she has, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I could be wrong. But yeah, there's yeah, there's just a lot of options, and I could see a lot of them happening. So yeah, I'll go under.
0: Yep, Addie like angle
1: maybe, but yeah.
0: I, I I just think, like you said, too many options. There's there's too many women that are are right there. Um, Sophia Dudek at fifteen forty point four one. Find another five k, like uh-huh. you, you just <laughs> at, at run 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 the five k at, at Washington next week, <laughs> like because it yep. you're probably gonna need it. um So yeah, I I, I completely agree. I, I don't think there's there's too much discussion needed there. um I, I just think there's that that line is very attainable. Um, all right. Lastly, DMR for the men. No one has run under last year's mark um, of nine twenty four point five six yet. So we are going in completely blind here. We could have done this two months ago, and the line would be the same. We are we are using last year's mark of nine twenty four point five six. I have no idea. Like no clue. W- you need we need to have twelve men run, fa- twelve teams run faster than that over the next three weeks four weeks basically i i have no clue
1: i have no clue i have zero clue i'm gonna say it's faster because you look at some of the times that last year's groups ran um like a lot of them maintain a lot of the same lineups yeah and sure there's gonna be natural some some natural drop-offs but then there's other groups that i can just be like they could do it they could do it they could do it they have the lineup they have the lineup they have the lineup I, I think I'm going to go faster. Not by much. I think it'll be like 924. Four, and the, the, the other problem with this is that like there's two meets. And it all depends on how those races play out. If the races are suddenly like shockingly slow for whatever reason, then yeah, it's not going to be a faster mark than that. But like over a season, for like the 800-mile 3K, 5K, you at least have enough data points. Maybe not so much the 5K. But you have enough data points to be like, oh, okay, well, this is where the trend is going. This is what we can expect. You get one weekend. Basically, and that's pretty much it. So I, I don't have any clue about what to expect, but I'm going to say faster just because I can. I don't think there's going to be a lot of lineup deterioration, and I think there's going to be a lot of teams rising trying to to rally to something.
0: I agree. I, I think it'll be be under. I we well, have no way of backing that up other than times have continually gone faster. You would imagine that as the, that enough teams are going to put it together and use that improve fitness and improve times from everybody across the country and, and turn that into some fast DMRs. But like you said, every, every qualifier from last year were on the same weekend and in two races. And so those, those two races need to be quick this year if we're, if we're going under, but I, I would expect them to be like, it could be under nine twenty four this year. Like ten ten, it 10 could. teams. Ten it teams could go under nine twenty-four last year.
1: Yeah, it could. It absolutely could. Again, it just depends on like how does those how do those races play out? Does if a guy falls and takes down yeah. three other guys with him, <laughs> like that, that's, that's the it. line. The line's gone. Like <laughs> yeah. it's over. Um so I, I I don't really have a good feel about the time. I, I guess I just more feel more comfortable about the number of contenders who could qualify for nationals. And that's why I'm saying it's gonna be faster.
0: Yep. I I agree. All right, on the women's side, very different picture. Uh the line we have set is 1057.6. Uh last year's qualifying time was 1058.81. 1057.6 is currently 8th. Um I believe. And so we have 7 teams that have run under that so far. So we would need an additional uh 5 teams to go faster for this to be an under
1: i think it's an under
0: yep
1: it's an under i mean i think some of these teams that have already run 11 flat or faster are gonna try to run it again um and i just think other teams that we like nc state and byu and i don't know oregon maybe i don't uh unless oregon already ran something i'm not familiar with it but like there's there's a lot of relays that haven't run yet then i'm like yeah they could do it like notre dame
0: Virginia could do it again. Virginia,
1: maybe Virginia Tech, maybe right. Like there's a lot of instances where I'm like, I think actually Virginia Tech definitely could. Um, There's a lot of there's a lot of teams, and like those are just the teams off the top of my head. There's a lot of instances where like those a lot of these teams could under. So I'm I'm gonna say a pretty comfortable under actually.
0: Yep. Yeah. I I think we're gonna see. I mean, we've just seen so many fast ones already, Um, and basically. All we're at either Razorback or Penn State um so far. So you would imagine at one of those traditional DMR weekends we're gonna see another few really quick ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I
0: agree. So
1: cool. Well done.
0: I I think I went over twice. That I I feel good. I feel good about that. I on maintaining I my, have to go my back. mostly unders.
1: I have to go back and listen to like what what I said, because I imagine if you had done this exercise with me again, I would have given you the opposite answer <laughs> on the second try for all, all of them.
0: Um, I think they were good lines. So. They were they, they, like, great lines. I wanted to go under on like I, I came into this being like, I want to go under on basically all of them. And I and I I definitely deviated a few times. And uh, some of them I am very nervous about. So I, I think yeah. they, we put it low enough where it, it made you hurt a little bit.
1: Yeah, I um, I'm I'm excited to see what happens. I think this was probably the best uh, plus minus lines, over under lines that we've ever had, and I think this is also going to be the best that we ever do on them.
0: I hope so. Yeah, we need we I I should have taken notes, but we yeah I'll have to listen back and and we can put together a a graphic or something to to make sure that we when we get there in a few weeks we can we can grade ourselves.
1: So um. All right, that's all I got. We got a lot of content on the site. We got like a ton of like first thoughts analysis. A lot of like really in-depth stuff on there. Watched a lot of the races. Like you'll be able to really kind of get a good understanding of what this weekend was like. Go subscribe on YouTube. uh, The Stride Report over there. Um, Then I'm trying to think of what else we've got going on. D2, D3 rankings. We've got, um, of course, previews, as you know. I'm trying to work on a few other things. We're working, talking to a few people. Working on a few projects, want to do some high school content thrown in there as well. Um, and then, Ben, what am I forgetting? Is there anything I'm forgetting?
0: No, no, I think that's everything. I, I'm excited that we got the guest alliance out of the way. And, and now we can kind of watch the results and, and see how it goes. We got plenty, we're going to have plenty to talk about in the next two weeks. That's for
1: sure. Go on the site, go subscribe, go pretend like you, you read it and it was your original thought that you can spew it to all your friends who definitely follow NCAA cross country yeah. track and field. But um, But that's all I got, Ben.
0: All right. Well, until next week, Garrett, I'll talk to you.
1: I'll talk to you.